0: We welcome you here this day to this family worship, and we are continuing on with our theme of Back to Square One. This week's theme in particular is Back to Square One, Grow Where You Are Planted. Throughout this worship service, you are going to hear Pastor Kelly talking about scattering seeds of faith, hope, and love. And that is so perfect this time of year as we enter into a brand new school year, and a school year unlike any other. And this is certainly a year in which we are all going to be needing to scatter those seeds of faith, faith that all will go well in these coming days, hope that things will change sooner than later. And of course, those seeds of love, love is the main thing that is going to get us through these unprecedented days, but also love gets us through any ordinary day as well. We are also going to take some time during this service to honor our teachers, our teachers that are sacrificing so much, and we give God thanks for all the work that they do as they have been called to take care of our children and to teach, and especially with all the uncertainties that this year is throwing at them, we are so grateful that we get to honor them today in this service. So now, kids, this is the day that the Lord has made.
1: We'll be glad in it and We will rejoice and be glad in it.
2: Dear God,
3: school's different now. I don't understand the world, but I know that when hard things happen, I should pray. So that's what I do. I pray that we can keep learning, whatever that looks like, and that we'll be together, even if it's in a whole new way.
2: God, I pray as we step into the unknown future that you continue to show me things about myself and life, things I can't learn in books. Be with me, God, no matter how this year unfolds.
3: Help us, God, to do our best every day, even when every day isn't what we thought it would
2: Keep us safe and keep us
1: learning one day at a time.
3: Thank you, God. Amen. 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 Amen.
2: Jesus
0: is always with you, even when things look different jesus is always with you even when hard things happen jesus is for you jesus prays for you jesus Jesus loves you
1: let's sing him 35 praise ye the lord the almighty
4: getting ready to start the new school year. This is an exciting time, but this year it's probably a little different for you, isn't it? I remember when my kids were little and we would go shopping at the beginning of the school year and we would buy things like a new lunch box and a new backpack. We would get other things too like pencils and markers and new notebooks. It was always so much fun and so exciting. But this year, well, things are different, aren't they? Things are not like they used to be.
5: You might not even need a
4: new backpack this year or you might not even need a new lunchbox. This year is just different. It's not wrong and it's not bad, but it's different. But I know you are going to do great this year. And I know that you can do different. It's okay. I know something else too. This is something I know for sure. Even though this year is different, one thing is not different. One thing hasn't changed. Do you want to know what it is? The one thing that hasn't changed is Jesus. Jesus is always with you, and he hasn't changed. Jesus is going to be sitting beside you no matter where you are doing school this year. If you're at home or you're in a classroom, Jesus will be beside you. Anytime that you are feeling overwhelmed or frustrated or maybe sad or angry, you can count on Jesus. He is right beside you. Simply close your eyes and ask, Jesus, please help me. And Jesus is there. He will hear you and help you. We can always count on that to not be different. Boys and girls, I say a prayer with me. After I say the words, please repeat them after me. Are you ready? Dear Jesus, thank you for this new day. Please sit beside me and show me the way. Thank you for protecting me. Thank you for helping me. Thank you for loving me. In your name I pray. Amen. All right, boys and girls. I hope that you have a great new, different school year. But don't forget, Jesus is always beside you. Have a great day. We are sure that nothing in all creation
3: will be able to separate us from the love of God and Jesus. Let us pray. Dear Jesus. Thank you for always taking care of us each day. We know you love us and are always with us, but sometimes you do not act like it. We're sorry for the times we didn't listen to your voice telling us to love our neighbors as, and ourselves as you commanded. Please forgive us. Help us remember that you are for us and that with you we can do all things. We are your disciples and we're going to follow you. Amen. Friends, believe the goodness of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Amen.
6: Hi, friends welcome to my backyard our scripture passage our verse that we're looking at is from the gospel of luke chapter 18 and it's verse 27. jesus said what is impossible for people is possible with god i really like that scripture passage and i'm thinking a lot about it and sometimes in my bible i put little notes of quotes that i come across that i want to remember with a certain verse And this quote that I put in my Bible for this one is about planting seeds of faith and it's from Bob Joff, one of my favorite writers. And he wrote this, faith isn't figuring out what we're able to do, it's deciding what we're going to do even when we think we can't. So in thinking about Jesus and all of his travels and about faith, reminds me of when he would go into the temple and the synagogue and he would sit with all the religious leaders and they would like to kind of trip him up in the law. They would like to expound on all that they learned and they would love to tell the people they served about kind of how important they were. They'd like to be authoritative. They like to kind of try to put Jesus in his place. Some were even called lawyers. And so they may have had all the degrees hung up on the wall and they may have had all the authority in the culture but you know who jesus seemed to have the most issue with was all those religious leaders and while he was trying to kind of teach them humbleness and gentleness and justice and when they pray and he would see them on the street corners with their hands up in the air calling attention to themselves he would say things like god knows when we pray you can even pray in quiet and as he would travel he would come across children and it seems to me that when jesus would come across children and they would run up to him and he would scoop them up on his lap to bless them he enjoyed being in their good company and while the disciples were looking on and they were trying to get jesus back on the road literally and figuratively back into his ministry he would often and at times even rebuke the disciples saying It's time to start looking at what it means to have the faith of a child. He taught a lot about his kingdom, and when he had children around him, he clearly loved to be with them and wanted to be nowhere else but with them. And he told the adults then and us today what it would mean to have the faith in God that children do, to have that trust, that understanding, that love for God. You know what's great about kids is you can ask them what they want to be when they grow up, and it doesn't matter if they're two or they're five or they're seven, even teenagers. Even sometimes we have friends as adults and they tell you some answer and it just seems unbelievable. I remember not long ago, perhaps a decade, there was one of these great kids in our young adult group and he said he wanted to work for NASA. And I said, oh, that's great. And inside I thought, yeah. Right. There was another kid 20 years earlier who told me that one day he'd like to work for the FBI. And I've only seen FBI in movies and I thought to myself, that's awesome, which is of course what I said to him. But inside I thought, how is that ever gonna happen? Well, my two friends who work for the FBI and who work for NASA proved me wrong. You know, sometimes as adults, We have our children and they tell us they wanna swim with the whales and they wanna get on a horse and ride the open range. They wanna be a ballerina on stage. They wanna go into fires like a firefighter. They wanna raise cows and chickens on a farm. Sometimes they say the most outlandish things and we adults begin to think of how impractical that must be. How maybe we could even talk them out of that What parent of an 18 year old, when we're ready to have them go off to college and they say, mom, dad, I'm not gonna go to school. I'm gonna be an actor or an actress. And we have that little nudge inside going, oh, I hope it works. You know, sometimes I think we sell our kids short. Perhaps we too, like Jesus told us, need to have the faith of a child to plant those seeds of faith, not only in the lives of children, but perhaps our family members, our friends, people we know who come to us and share their big dreams. Maybe what we need to do is to just encourage them, to help them make their dreams come true, to pray for those dreams because who knows how God is gonna use us all. And the day we start dreaming is the day we stop visioning, is the day we start letting the impossible be impossible when we have faith in God and in Jesus, who tells us that with God, all things are possible. You know, adults, we like to reason ourselves out of our faith. We like to reason ourselves out of what is possible. Perhaps today, being in this place, we can take on the impossible and make it possible. So I have a friend named Leo and he was having problems with his yard. There were lots of weeds in his yard and he would spend years trying to kill those weeds. Well, he decided to do something really amazing. He decided to take all that dead grass out of his lawn and he got all of his yard and it looks like a big yard of soil or dirt. You're seeing a photo of it. And so imagine the amount of work it took to clear all that out, but now, now that it's had the summer and the weeds are gone he's ready to plant seeds and so as he begins to plant those seeds in what looks like a whole lot of soil he believes and knows that next summer where there once was dirt there's going to be grass and that that yard is going to be beautiful well now i'm sitting in my yard and i am sitting on purpose i could show you the better parts of my lawn but i'm showing you this patch that is right here that goes from the fence to where I'm seated. There used to be a big tree and and the, the, the whole thing was right here. When they came in to cut the tree down and you might see a little bit of it along the fence line, these grubby mushrooms, they grow from that. And there's this big patch of lawn that looks a lighter green than all the others. Well, just this morning before the grass was cut, These particular patches were like three inches above the rest of the length of the lawn. And it looks like a big eyesore to me. So about a year ago, I decided I didn't like it. And I tried to plant seeds. But then when I planted the seeds, the grass didn't grow fast enough for my liking. So then I thought, well, heck with that. And I went to the store and I went to one of those great garden shops and I bought a patch of sod. And i laid two patches over and boy it looked good at first and when we first mowed over it it looked great oh but about a month later the beautiful sod that made my lawn look just wonderful began to turn brown and in the end i had to take the sod out and when i removed it the little seeds of grass were starting to happen and so this little patch always reminds me that sometimes adults Maybe sometimes we like our faith to look good on the outside because it takes a long time to grow faith, to plant seeds, and sometimes it may seem a little easier just to kind of throw something over it for the world to see, but the faith that grows deep is the faith that perseveres. It's the faith that knows all things are possible with Jesus.
2: Tell me what.
6: friends welcome to my friends Lorraine and Rick's beautiful garden we wanted to find a place that was very special a garden that was tended and so behind me are beautiful tomato plants so Jesus and I are hanging out together at our friends garden today our scripture passage is from 1 John 4:7. beloved let us love one another because love is from God and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. So here we are with this beautiful tomato plants behind me and I'm reminded of what it means to plant things in our lives. So my friends, Rick and Lorraine, they tend these beautiful tomatoes and they make amazing salsa. It's so delicious. I look forward to receiving from every season, wink, wink. And so, what it made me think about today is, what are the kinds of things that we're planting in our lives? Just as Rick and Lorraine plant their tomato plants, it takes a lot of work sometimes to plant those seeds. Right, The seeds have to go in and the soil has to be right and fertilized. We need water in a garden to grow our vegetables and the right amount of sun. We also have to make sure we come out on a regular basis, really a daily basis to tend the garden. So I began to think about what it means in the garden of our lives, that Jesus is calling us to plant those seeds of love. What kinds of seeds are you planting? Sometimes when we plant seeds of patience, we find that God helps us become more patient. When we plant seeds of grace, we find that we become more gracious. So perhaps if we plant more seeds of love in our lives, we'll become more loving. Jesus loves it when we plant seeds of love in our lives because those seeds have an opportunity to become plants that are nutritious and delicious and feed others. So my question for you is, what kinds of seeds are you growing in your life today And how can we plant more seeds of love? For Jesus loves it when we grow where we're planted and we grow in love. So we
0: are talking today about planting seeds and planting seeds of faith, hope, and love. And when you give a portion of what you earn every week to the church, you are also planting seeds. And when you give to any organization in which you give, any charitable organization, you are trusting them with your money. You are trusting that they are going to take it and plant seeds that are going to bear fruit in all sorts of places. So now we ask that you prayerfully consider a monetary donation, either to Rosedale Gardens Presbyterian Church and our variety of ministries in which we care for the least of these, or any other organization that you feel is worthy of your hard earned money. But just know that when you give in faith, when you give to God, you can trust that he will take your money and plant seeds that are going to bear fruit, that will surprise you.
2: So we now ask that you prayerfully give. (laughs)
7: no I'm kidding Um, this year for this school year I am asking for prayer requests that all of my students and their families are first of all safe and healthy uh, no matter what type of learning they're going to be doing Um, this year obviously looks a lot different Um, this is band room and uh, yeah first time i've ever had desks in my room Um, but it's what's needed to be safe uh, and keep social distance so uh, i'm praying for safety and health first of all and then secondly i'm praying for the families that are keeping their students home that they have what they need to succeed and continue to learn Um, and then lastly that we all pull through this and this becomes a distant memory behind us and this is no longer needed and this is no longer needed because it's safe thank you for your thoughts and prayers
8: hello rgpc i'm kathleen davis and i am a teacher uh this is my 12th year teaching and i am teaching fifth grade virtually which is 100 percent online i am in my building every single day with no students they are all online one thing that i am requesting for prayer is please pray for patience. Everybody is in the same boat. We are all in a different school year this year, and we need patience. We need patience, parents with their children, children with their parents, teachers with parents, parents with teachers, so on and so forth. And we just need to be patient. We need to be understanding, and we need to work together. It reminds me of Second Chronicles 15 verse 7, but as for you, be strong and do not give up, for your work will be rewarded. If things will take time, we will work through this and we will come out stronger in the end. So please say prayer for patience for all of us in the education system, administrators, students, staff, teachers, parents, um, and please Just keep us in your thoughts
5: and prayers. Thank you. Hello, Rosedale family. Thank you for thinking of us teachers this week as we went back to school. Um, As you can see, it looks a little different in here. I didn't set up much because I am teaching virtually this year. Um, There's been some really positive things that have happened. Um, Our students are super excited to see us every morning still. It's been amazing. Um, If I did have to have some prayer requests, it would probably be um, to just continue to pray and to know that all teachers do still have a purpose, although we do feel like we're in a completely different world and we're not doing as much as we thought we could do when we went into this profession. But seeing our children and seeing their smiling faces on Zoom every day and Google Meet, um, it really helps us get through our day. So I would love prayers for that just to know that Um, teachers are doing their job and they are making a difference even though it feels very uncomfortable at times Um, I would say we would also need some prayers for those families Um, I know that they might be scared if their kids are in school um, questioning if they made the right decision or not sending their children to school if it's okay that they ride the bus or not Um, so I just think a lot of parents and families need those um, prayers about safety and to know that they're doing the right thing and any decision that they make is okay. Um, And I think that's about it. I'm rocking and rolling here and we're trying our best to keep everybody positive and happy and hopefully everything will go back to normal soon and we thank you for all of your prayers. We miss you and we'll see you later.
9: Since our district decided to start the year virtually, um, I've been thinking about what my prayer request would be And the word that always comes to mind is grace. I pray that teachers and students are met with grace um, from parents and the community. I pray that us as teachers, we meet our students and their parents with grace, that we meet each other with grace, and ultimately that we extend the same amount of grace to ourselves. Oftentimes I find that I am a perfectionist and I want things to be perfect and I'll beat myself up and work really hard to get it to something that, um, that I'm proud of. And uh, then afterward, just berate myself because it wasn't as good as it could have been. And knowing that this is all brand new, uh, all new curriculum, all new avenues and technology glitches and everything, the key word for this year for me is just grace. So um, help me pray for that for this year of everybody involved.
5: Hi, Rosielle. Um, Thanks for thinking of us teachers during this back to school time. My prayer requests would be for teachers and students and families for patience and grace and collaboration and communication because it's gonna be so important during this back to school. And most importantly for the health, the physical and the mental health of everyone in education, truly everyone everywhere, um because this is just like nothing we've ever experienced before and teachers are trying to figure out how to make it all work and so thank you so much for your prayers we appreciate it hi this is mrs rozepka from springfield plains elementary first grade in clarkston Uh, rosedale family if you could just please pray for a little bit of grace and kindness this year i think that would go a long way we have a lot of parents who are balancing work and school for their children along with teachers like myself who have little kids that we are thinking about along with trying to teach kids in a whole new way so um, please just pray that everyone is kind and helpful to one another this year so that we can have a successful school year thanks so much
3: hi my name is emma seymour and i am a resource room teacher here in Livonia. I will be teaching the Livonian virtual program, so I will be teaching 100% of the time virtually. Um, My prayer request is for all the teachers, students, and families. I know this year will look different, which causes a lot of stress and worry and questions. Um, So I just pray that we have, give ourselves grace and give each other grace and know that God is with us at all times. And no matter how uncertain things seem or how challenging things are, God will help us through. Thanks. As a teacher this year, my prayer request is that all we pray for all the parents that hopefully they feel safe for sending their little one back to school. um, That all the teachers stay healthy, all the students stay healthy, and that all the students have what they need um, at home to succeed in virtual learning and to be safe um, and taken care of at home.
0: Will you please join me in prayer? Holy God, we come to you today offering the best of what we can give as we place into your hands a portion of our lives and our labors. We trust that you will take these offerings, these seeds of faith, and plant them in places that will bear much fruit for the glory and goodness of your kingdom here on earth. Thank you for allowing us to be partners with you in your good work. God, our great teacher, at the beginning of this new school year, a school year unlike any other, we lift to you today all those who partake in our educational system, from daycares and preschools to universities and everything in between, and we pray confidently that you will hear our prayer. As we pray for teachers, students, administrators, staff, parents, and families, we first and foremost ask for your protection of safety upon each one. We pray for their health and well-being, both physical and mental. We pray for all parents that they feel confident their children will be kept safe as they head back to school. As each new day unfolds and potential problems and hardships occur, we pray for the patience of all involved, parents, students, and teachers alike, that in the midst of technological issues or connectivity problems, in the midst of stress, worries questions and uncertainty that patience is the order of the day and with patience we ask for a measure of grace as well we pray that teachers and students are met with grace from parents and the community we pray that teachers meet students and parents with grace and especially we pray for all to extend a measure of grace for themselves that in those moments when things aren't going as planned or things did not come out the way one had hoped, may they be graceful to themselves, as they remember this is all new territory and there are no instructions on how to navigate these waters. God of families, we pray that every household has everything they need in order to succeed and learn. We pray they have access to the technology and tools needed. We pray that parents and grandparents are able to balance homeschool along with their own work schedules and daily lives. Holy Lord, we trust that these days will one day be behind us, that there will no longer be need for face masks and empty classrooms. We know that this too shall pass, yet as we continue to face each day in the midst of our current reality, we will cling to you and one another. And we give you thanks for all of those who have answered the call to serve in our educational system. And we give you thanks for the amount of love and work they pour into their jobs. They are truly gifts to us all, Lord God. All of this, and so much more, we pray in the name of your son, Jesus, who taught us to pray together as a family, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
3: Our next scripture reading comes from the book of Philippians, which was really a letter written by St. Paul to the young church in the town of Philippi. Listen for what God might be saying to you through this passage. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
6: Friends, here we are in our Bible room at Rosedale Gardens Church, where the kids usually are, and Jesus is always with me, so he's with me now in his Bible room. And I want to talk a little bit about planting seeds of hope. We know from 1 Corinthians 13 that we need to plant seeds of faith and love and now hope. And so in thinking about what it means to plant seeds of hope, I've been reading a really good book lately by Chad Veach, and it's called Unreasonable Hope, Finding Faith in God Who Brings Purpose to Your Plan. And so anytime I get a new book, and I'm thinking a lot about new books with this being the first week of school, there's nothing like getting a new book. And it's just, sometimes you have to break the seal on it. Sometimes it's a hardcover or a paperback like this one. I have some friends and I just, I I don't get why they do this, but they'll go to the last page of their book and they'll read like the last paragraph of their book before they even read it. So I don't know that I'm that brave because to me it's kind of like sneaking in my parents' closet where when I was a little girl they had all the Christmas gifts and I did that once and then Christmas wasn't as exciting for me. So what I do do though when I get a new book is sometimes I let it fall open in the middle and I'll read like one page. And I don't know, I think sometimes I do that because I want to see what the writing's like. Uh, what kind of words of vocabulary that does the writer use? And if there's a main character, there's probably a good chance I'm gonna get like a little snippet from the main character's life. Now, do I think if the book's got 20 chapters and I only stop in for one page at chapter 10 or 11, I'm gonna understand the whole book? No, but for some reason, it kind of makes me want to read it more and go back to the beginning. So in thinking about our lives like a book, You know, also thinking about our lives like chapters, I think sometimes we're really hard on ourselves, and it becomes hard for us to hope. When we think there's just one chapter in our life, in our past, that perhaps wasn't a great chapter, or maybe we weren't at our best. And sometimes we can let that one chapter define the whole book of our lives, and that's not what Jesus has in mind at all because probably we're not at the very beginning, and we're not at the very end of the book that is our life. We're probably somewhere in the middle, which is a wonderful thing because it means we've got some history. We've learned some lessons from those early seasons in life. There's amazing people and places and things that God put before us, but it also means that there are chapters yet to live that there are amazing people and places and things that God will call us to in the future. So just like a book can't possibly be one chapter, just like our lives can't possibly be one chapter, especially when we're gonna focus on the chapter maybe where we didn't turn out so well when we were the main character, we need to remember that God is about all of us and all of those experiences we've had shape us. And just like a good book where every page that you turn, the character gets more developed. We get to know their story. It's an amazing thing. We wouldn't want to just stop in at one section of our lives and stay there. God means to do amazing things with us, and that gives us hope. And when we have people in the Bible, in the New Testament, there's that guy named Paul, That started off as Saul, and if I only opened to the page where I learned about this guy named Saul who was persecuting Christians, and I never went into the next chapters, I wouldn't learn about his transformation on a Damascus road. I'd never learn about how we came to love Jesus and how we spread his word. So let that be our message of hope today. Let us hope in ourselves because God is our hope. And if we can hope in ourselves, we can begin to hope even more in others. What kinds of seeds of hope are you planting? What is that next chapter gonna mean for you? The more we put down those chapters that God has already forgiven us for and that we've learned our lives lessons from, the more we can look back and learn what perhaps was a mistake in the past has become an opportunity to learn and to share it with someone else so that the same thing happens to them. So let us be hopeful. Let our lives be page turning. There's all kinds of twists and turns in good books. There's all kinds of new characters that come onto the scene in new places. Let us look with hope into the next season and the next chapter of our lives. And let us go knowing that Jesus is always with us no matter where we go. And that alone is reason to hope. So plant seeds of hope in your life and you'll end up scattering seeds of hope in someone else's. God be with you.
1: His banner over me is love. I am the Lord and he is mine. His banner over me is love. His banner over me is love. He's with me wherever I am. His banner over. His banner over me is love He's with me wherever I am His banner over me is love His banner over me is love
6: Receive your blessing as you go out into the world Jesus says follow me at home or out with friends At school and work, in everything you do this week, Jesus says, follow me. And as you do, remember that Jesus is with you always. My friends,
0: the peace of Christ be with you this week and always.